Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 760. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Keels and Wheels Concours that takes place on May 6th and May 7th at the Lakewood Yacht Club in Seabrook, Texas. All right. Well, I, I tell everybody that goes to work for me, if you'll get here 15 minutes before everybody else and leave 15 minutes after everybody else, you will be a success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Richard Mitchell. Hey, Richard, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah. I'm strapped in, waiting for the green. All right. We're ready to go. Richard Mitchell is the owner of Old Iron Works, where they specialize in the restoration of vehicles from vintage and classics to the 1970s. Richard is known as the Stutz Guy, and he's an avid collector of Stutz automobiles, having one of the largest collections in the world of these iconic vehicles. He and his team do body work, mechanical repairs, upholstery, and detailing in their facility in Montgomery, Texas and it's open to the public for tours. Richard is a supporter and sponsor of Concours events throughout the United States, and he's a major supporter of the Keels and Wheels Concours de Elegance, which are celebrating this week here on Cars Yeah. Since 1996, Keels and Wheels has become the largest classic automobile and vintage wooden boat show in the United States, and you'll enjoy over 200 classic cars and 100 of the most beautiful wooden boats from around the country. And no doubt you'll see a stutz or two at that show. The director, Bob Fuller, is a past guest here on Cars Yeah. So, Richard, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business, your life, and, of course, your passion for automobiles before we get into the questions? Yeah, sure. I've got two businesses that I manage and run. One of them is Old Iron Works. The other one is Apache Well Control, which is an oil field repair company. Uh, my passion for cars uh, runs you know, pretty pretty deep. Uh, I'm involved with the Stutzes primarily because my grandfather had one. He he owned a Stutz back in the 30s. Right now, I spend most of my time racing cars. I race a 1929 Stutz Blackhawk. Whoa. And a 1977 Crosley Formula Ford. Oh, man. <laughs> you are having some fun. That's for sure. And I've seen pictures of your collection. Oh, my gosh. You've got some of the most amazing cars. What's really cool is that you actually drive them. You take them out on the track and race them. I'm an avid vintage racing fan. I race vintage cars for 12 years. So uh, it's wonderful. We're going to learn a lot more about you as we travel through your journey with cars. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is something that's instrumental in forming your life and your success in business. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Richard, take the wheel. All right. Well, I, I tell everybody that goes to work for me, if you'll get here 15 minutes before everybody else and leave 15 minutes after everybody else, you will be a success. <laughs> I'm chuckling here, Richard, because my father taught me that a long time ago. My dad grew up in Texas. He grew up on a farm. Oh, yeah. Tough work. And he always said, you know, you may not be the smartest guy in the room, but if you can outwork everyone, you'll be successful. So uh, I think that's a great quote. That works well. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. You know, the same thing. The more you practice, the better you get or the luckier you get. Yeah, it's that seat time that comes from that racing category. The other thing my dad taught me yeah. was uh, get to work before the boss and don't leave till after he leaves. So uh, 
Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Well, would, let's go back in time. You shared a little bit about your grandfather having that stutz back in the day, but would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment when you realized that you indeed were going to be a car guy? Yeah, more or less, and it happened pretty late in my life. I, I've worked all my life and never really had a lot of extra money to throw around on things other than family. And when uh, in uh, all 2000, I guess 2009, things really started turning around for me and were really going the right way. So I, I, the first car I bought was a uh, 1932 Packard sedan. And I still have that car. It's a really a gorgeous car. And I bought that car because my grandfather, my grandmother had one. Mm-hmm. And my mother would tell stories about how much my grandmother hated that car. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted a model, model A Ford. Oh. Because they were small, they were easy to handle, they were, you know, easy to park, they were easy on this. And they, but my grandfather wanted her to have this big Packard. That's where it all started. Oh, how fabulous. And you've, you've got a Packard or two in your collection, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got some beautiful Packards there. I have Packards, LaSalle's, oh, Jaguars. <laughs> I know. Healy's, yeah, name it. It goes on and on. Ah, wonderful, wonderful collection. Well, Richard, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure that you face. Being an entrepreneur, a businessman, especially in the oil business, oh, my gosh, talk about ups and downs, a roller coaster ride. But the most important part of the story has to do with what it taught you, the lessons learned. So take us down that road and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your business and your career. Well, one of the things that you learn early in the oil field working in the in the patch is that nothing is forever. You know, everybody gets the idea when these occasional booms happen. I've been through seven of them along with the eight busts that came along with them. And the first two or three, you haven't quite learned your lesson yet. But that fourth one, when it hits, it, the light bulb comes off and says, you know, if this thing comes around again, I'm going to do this different. And you start learning that you... Start putting some, the things aren't important. The cash is, the money is the thing that's important because Mm -hmm. without it, you can't do anything else. So you start, you know, saving that back, doing things a little more, a little more auspicious in what you do. And, and uh, sooner or later, it all works and it doesn't, you know, the the downturns come and then they go, but you're always prepared for them. Mm -hmm. So you slide through the downturn when everybody else is falling by the wayside and heading to bankruptcy court where you're still just cooking along. You know, this is an incredibly valuable lesson for our younger listeners because, you know, Richard's been around a while. He's done this many times. He talks about seven booms and eight busts. So listen up, you young folks out there. Everything isn't forever and things will change. It's guaranteed. And these good times you're having, yeah, sock that cash away for the times when there's a turn. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it sounds so common, sounds so simple, but so many people just, they don't think that way, do they? No, they don't. And uh, the other little thing that my father taught me is never borrow money to buy a toy. Mm. <laughs> yes, extremely important. Pay cash if you want to play. Yeah, then you can afford to play. If exactly. you can't afford to play, don't. Yeah. You know, that's all there is to that. Work hard, save up, and pay cash. Another great word of advice from your father. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when you realize that's the path I need to go down. So tell us about your aha moment. Oh, it happened when I was about 22, I guess, maybe 23. I had uh, just started my career in the oil and gas business and gone to work for a large company. 
And I went to work for him. I went to a little school they had, and everything they said in that school fit so quickly. I had no trouble understanding what they were talking about. Uh, moved on to another area that was very complicated. And the other guys that were in the service group didn't want to fool with this mechanism because it was too complicated. Mm. The truth was is that they were too lazy to think about it. I looked at it and said, well, there's nothing to this. All you have to do is learn this, 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 and this, and then it all goes together. And that's when I figured out that the oil business is where I wanted to be because everything I ever learned and still learn today makes perfect sense to me. What do you think it was that helped you understand that better than your colleagues? don't know. I think it's something natural. It's something that has to fit you. I had an aunt that was a very successful woman. She was the first uh, female aeronautical engineer that Boeing ever hired. Oh, wow. And she designed the, what they call the ring spar in the B-26 and the B-29. Wow. During the Second World War. But she always told me something. said, nobody likes to work, but everybody has to like their work. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was something I liked and something I enjoyed and something that fit and something I got satisfaction out of. Well, you know, I'm so happy to hear you say that because that's what this show is all about, finding your passion and finding a way to work in your passion. Because if you do, it'll be fun and going to work will be exciting and it won't be drudgery and it won't be conflict-filled and so forth. So, uh, wow, what a what an awesome aunt yeah. you had. Well, it's, a, it's the same if you carry all that in that's even like in restoring these cars. Anybody that knows me. Knows that I'm, I probably over restore cars because I don't let anything go. Mm. I mean, there's not a scratch. There's not a, I mean, when I look at the car, you know, that car has to be perfect. Yeah. And if it's not, it goes back and they, you know, take it back down the metal, repaint, do it again. Do it right. Because I, yeah, I, I look at it from every angle that you can look at it mm. because there are at any given car show, you're going to have, Oh, 700 people look at your car. Right. That's 700 sets of eyes looking at something that you did. Oh. And your name is on it. <laughs> the, pre the pressure's on. Yes. And then you have the judges. Yeah. Who really get down to the nitty gritty. And, you know, I've been fortunate. I've, I've probably won, oh, my guess is 25 best in shows. Wow. All over the country with different cars that we have done in, in, at, at the old Ironworks facility. Wow. Well, congratulations for that. Fantastic. Yeah. When you start thinking about that 700 judges on your car and then the big judges yeah. on your car, there's a lot of pressure there to make things right. And I'll tell our listeners, if you go to the old Ironworks Facebook page, you can see pictures of the cars that Richard and his team are working on. Oh my gosh. There's a wide variety, but they are spectacular vehicles. So kudos to you and your team for what you've done. Let's talk about a proudest career moment. Now, I know you've been interviewed by lots of people. One of them is a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, Dennis Gage, who's had you on his TV show, My Classic Car TV. But you talked with a lot of other people. But is there one moment that makes you the most proud about your career? I think probably the, as far as the career and the cars are concerned, the, you know, my proudest moments are when you develop a friendship with people. Mm. Dennis Gage and I have become friends. Bobby Unser and I are friends. These are people that you meet as a result of these car shows. You know, that's the dessert after the meal. <laughs> a nice way to put it. Yeah, it really is. That's a, It's a great thing. It's an honor I have to be able to meet people like you and many other people. Now there's been 760 of them here on Cars Yeah, and it's a great honor to meet all these people and many people that have been on my show I've become friends with and stayed in touch with. So uh, I like the way you put that, the dessert on the meal. Very nice. 
Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and go back in time again. I know you have a lot of really cool cars, and one of them in particular, that 1930 Stutz M supercharged Lancefield Coupe, is just a stunning-looking car. But let's talk about your first really special car, that first car that you got that really had great meaning to you, and maybe share a memory with that vehicle. (laughs) Well, when I was about 20 years old, I was in the Marine Corps and had just gotten married and was, no, I forget what it was, about $200 a month, something like that. And uh, I had a Carmen Ghia, a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. And, and I really didn't like the car. You know, it was just, this wasn't me. And I had a buddy that ran a, like a garage and body shop and all that stuff. And he called me one day and he said, I got a car here you're really going to like. So I went over and looked at it and uh, we opened the door up there and there was a I believe it was a 62 XKE, 62 or 63. I don't remember. Nice. XKE. And I mean, it was, it was uh, the ivory color. Yeah. Just, you know, it it was dirty. It had been stolen, driven to New York, sat in a field there for two or three years or whatever it was. Yeah. He said, I'll trade you even money, Carmen Gia for the Jaguar. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. And I said, boy, I don't take, that's not going to take me long to figure that one out. Uh, yeah. So I did it, and uh, this was in a time when you can barely afford to do anything. Mm-hmm. It would freeze, and this was at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. It would freeze there, you know, get down into the 20s. Mm-hmm. So I'd drain the block on the Jag, and then the next morning, before I left, I'd fill the radiator back up, and then off I'd go. Oh, my gosh. One morning I got up, and as it would be with people that are 20 years old and you know not very well organized, I you know, ran out of the house. I was running late, jumped in the car and drove it on oh, base with no water in it. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I cooked the engine in it. So I spent the next two months at a car lot that had a garage with a dirt floor. And I, I'd work for him in the afternoons selling cars and then go back there in that garage and work until 2 o'clock in the morning on the Jaguar, taking it apart, mm-hmm. fixing it and all that stuff. Well, I got it done all back together and running and all that stuff. And then I was shipped back to, back to Vietnam. Well, while I was in Vietnam, my wife decided she wanted to go visit relatives in Dallas and she didn't check the oil in it and rented out oil and burn it up again. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my gosh. How frustrating. But anyway, that, 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 that sort of went on and on until when I, when I came back, you know, my father, everybody was on my, case about the Jaguar. You don't need a Jaguar. You're a family man. <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. You know? So I said, okay, I'll show everybody. We got the Jaguar fixed and uh, took it down to Ford dealer oh, off OST. Don't remember what they're in. The Sands, I think, was the name, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and uh, this would have been in 69. Okay. And I went in there and they traded me even money, the Jaguar, for a Torino. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it was a three on the tree. My wife could drive it. That's great. That's good. Yeah. And the job that I had, I had a company car, so I didn't really give a crap one way or another. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that woman beat that car to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> She's tough on cars. Oh, yeah. If it moved, she ran into it. You know, <laughs> or, or if it didn't move, she ran into it. Oh, my goodness. But, but anyway, that's that's the, my Jaguars. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. A Carmen Ghia for an XKE. I mean, look at the values today. And, uh, and by the way, 
Yeah. Thank you for your service uh, in the Marine Corps. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate that a lot. My father-in-law was a 35-year Marine, so oorah to you. Yeah, well, thank you. How about seller's remorse? Is there a ta- a car that you've let go? And I know you. We talked in our pre-show chat that you try to no, keep your no, no, no car no. that you've let go that you've no. ever wished you had back. No, no, no. Wow. Well, when, it's, it's, when it's time for them to go, it's time for them to go. <laughs> you make they up move, your mind. They move on to. They they move on to. You know, to somebody that's going to appreciate them more than I did. They apparently wanted it, and I didn't. So there. <laughs> so there. There you go. Well, it's a good attitude to have. That way you have no remorse tears in your eyes. So uh, very nice. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I know that uh, you guys are always working on some cool projects, so I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're working on. I'd also like to hear your thoughts on the Keels and Wheels Concours. I know you've been involved. You've made your sponsor of that event. So uh, tell me what you guys are doing in the shop that have you really excited and fired up, and then a little bit about this Concours coming up this weekend. Well, the the, the race cars, the, the 29 Stutz and the Crosley, they, they keep me excited all the time. Mm-hmm. But the projects we've got going on in the shop right now, we've got uh, a 1929 uh, Duesenberg uh, J-model Murphy, Murphy-bodied car. Yeah, It's running along, and then right behind it, we've got a, a 1929 Rolls-Royce convertible coupe. It's really going to be a gorgeous car. Mm. But those are the two sort of major projects we've got going on now. We're finishing up a uh, uh, 1930 Stutz Roadster that'll be at Keels and Wheels. Nice. And then we're finishing up a 1928 Stutz. It's called a BB, and it's a convertible coupe uh, that is owned by the nep- nephew of a guy by the name of Muscovich who was the CEO of Stutz. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so cool. We're really proud to do that Do that work. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's fun. And as far as Keels and Wheels go, we do a lot of concourses all over the country, and Keels and Wheels, by far, I mean, it's miles ahead of any of the rest of them because of the layout at the Yacht Club. Hmm. It's easy to get around. You don't have to walk 50 miles to get places. The way the cars are situated and the way the boats are set in there, it's just a, it's, it's really something magnificent to see. Bob Fuller has, has been running this show since, well, this was his 21st year. The charity that they support is really, really, really well worth it. It's the Boys and Girls Harbor. So the, uh, I'd, I'd never find anything minus in it. I'm also showing a boat. Oh, cool. At the, at the Kills and Wheels. Yeah, I've got a 58 foot Bertram. Oh, that's yeah. a, oh my gosh. It's a 60, 64, 67, sorry. It's a 67 that I've completely rebuilt. Uh, the boat was sunk for six months, and I pulled it up, gutted it, rebuilt it. So it's wow. That's that's been a project. I bet it has. Well, again, I'd encourage our listeners, if you're going to be anywhere in the area of Seabrook, Texas, go to Keels and Wheels. Even if, you, even if you're not, you know, it's not that far from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Bob Fuller was a guest. A couple months ago on the show, our listeners can go back if you missed that show and listen to his thoughts about this event. Spectacular event, wonderful charity for the Boys and Girls Club there and what they do for the young kids there. So uh, check out Keels and Wheels. And if you can't go, then you can go to the website, follow your friends on social media who will be there streaming, and you'll be missing the show, and they'll be having all the fun. So uh, most definitely. There you go. (laughs) Richard, here's a very introspective question for you. Kind of a funny question, but I like it. If Richard was a car, what kind of car would he be? And why? Hesitate to answer questions like that. <laughs> so there are several, several ways to answer that one. Let me help you along here. This isn't about what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself 
manifested into a car. So if you thought of yourself as a car. Probably a Jeep with a V8. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of see that. Kind of utilitarian. You can go anywhere, but you got a little power under the hood. Reliable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, there you go. It wasn't that hard. I think you got it figured out pretty quick. (laughs) Well, Richard, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts? around the globe, I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Richard, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? That that oil is cheap, so change it often. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. I haven't heard that in a long time. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Uh, I get up very early in the morning and I sit by myself uh, with you know nothing to that, that can bother me, mm-hmm. so I can think about the day. Great idea! Awesome! Very important. I've heard that from many, many people. Very good idea. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources out there, but is there one in particular that you'd like to share? Yeah, the Bible. Ah, nice. Yes, of course. Very nice. If you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Probably Lee Iacocca. Mm, yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Learn a lot of wild things. Well, you talked about the Bible, but is there another book that you've read that you think our listeners should enjoy and, and should read? Well, there's a book called The Splendid Stutz. It's a good book, and it tells a good story about 
that period of time when these these are called niche manufacturers, whether it was Stutz or whether it was Duesenberg or Auburn or Cord mm-hmm. here in the U.S. that were that they weren't production manufacturers. Every car was built specifically, specially for because somebody wanted. The chassis came off the line and there was a book on the table. And if you wanted to study, you went through the book and figured out which coach builder you wanted to build the body. That Stutz book is really, really good. It'll it'll give you an insight on the era. Awesome. Great. Well, I appreciate you recommending that. And listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Richard's been so kind to share on the Cars Yeah website on his show notes page. Just type Richard Mitchell in the search bar and that page will pop up with quick, easy links to this book. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where there's, gosh, over 760 books now listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Richard, we're up to the checkered flag. You know what that means? You're a racer. We're almost there. Oh, yeah. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one, I'm sorry, I said just one, a very cool collector car in your garage. You can't sell it to buy a whole bunch more cars with. That trick's off the table. You got to drive it and enjoy it. But today, money's no object. I'm going to open the Cars Yeah checkbook and write the big check. What would that vehicle be and why? Uh, Probably the 65 XKE that I have now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm always happy when my guests already have the car they want because then I don't have to buy it. But <laughs> I'm kind of surprised by your answer. What is it about that Jag that you like so much? It's sex on wheels. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Oh. And it doesn't change. You know, the, it's styling from the time that they came up with that style. Mm-hmm. There's nothing sexier on the road than, a, than an XKE convertible for those. You know, there's just nothing out there that can touch it. Uh, yeah. As far as looks are concerned. Yeah, that's the car that kicked it off for me when I was a little kid. The one that I just went, man, I'm a car guy. And what color is yours? This one is, it's red and there's a, there's a, it's called Regal Red. Regal, yeah. okay. With a tan interior and, yeah. Well, you do know how fortunate you are that you have the car of your dreams because very few of my guests answer that way, but I'm so happy that you do. And, Love those Jaguars. So awesome. Well, Richard, you have taken me and the Cars Yow listeners on an awesome ride today. Really enjoyed learning more about you and hearing your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your incredible automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 65 Jaguar XKE drop top? Enjoy every day because it may be your last. (laughs) Simple and direct and oh so true. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about you and your business and what you're doing? I guess just go through the uh, Old Ironworks uh, website. Okay. I'll make a uh, listing of that on your show notes page. And listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Richard shared at his card Cars yeah show notes page. Just type Richard in that search bar. And if you'd like to learn more about Keels and Wheels, the Concord that's taking place this coming weekend at the Lakewood Yacht Club in Seabrook, Texas. Just go to keelsandwheels.com and you'll see what's going to happen there. And if you're anywhere in the area or if you can get on a plane or in a car or a train, go and check out Keels and Wheels and go up to Richard and say, hey, I heard you on Cars Yeah, show me your car. And I'm sure he'd be happy to share his vehicle and his boat with you. Richard, thank you again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you at the Keels and Wheels Concours. Okay, so long. Thank you. 
What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Cars Yeah!